0: This is a nearly New World? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought this was a straight-up New World. No, so we don't have oh, to shit. do any of the
1: bits. This is just talking. This oh, okay. is just okay. Talk, chit-chatting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast, where we are going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures and the movies that New World nearly released. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I took notes, but I don't know that I need them to talk about this movie. (laughs) You don't. No one took notes in that college ever. And Erica.
0: (laughs) Happy Hog Day, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's Hog Day, everybody.
1: (laughs) And it is now August. We are talking about the movies that New World released, the spooky variety with ghosts. But this one isn't spooky. This one's just fun. Horny. If, if you, if It's a Wonderful Life and eight, 18 again, were like super horny and mm-hmm. had a baby, right. this is what you would mm. have. Yep. Mm. And they were like, make sure you get every boob available. Yeah. And <laughs> except for main characters.
0: Right. Those will no. skip. Yeah, we can Though skip The those. people
1: that you get invested in, you don't need to see their boobs. Yeah. No, 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 no. But
0: that's always been my criticism of, of It's a Wonderful Life is that there's not enough titties. Yeah. <laughs> <That's- laughs>
1: Right, that's fair. It would that's It so much it's better. A big if there were problem. Just
0: way more boobies. Sure, than sure, it. sure.
1: No, <laughs> you couldn't. We couldn't have at least seen uh, Victoria's boobs. The the, <laughs> the friend. I mean, come on. That yes. seems like right, a missed opportunity. Or the other uh, the other girl in the in the dorm building. Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about? about *It's a Wonderful Life*. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, thought, I thought we were talking about the movie we were supposed to be discussing, oh. which is 1985 School Spirit Hogs and Hogs.
0: Are you ready? It comes it's Hog Day at Lavator College. Do you have a thing? Yes,
1: I have a thing.
0: No, not that thing. The other thing.
1: And Billy Batson has a problem. You're dead. That makes two of us, pal.
0: Oh! Billy Batson is a ghost, look. And he, is that you? When Billy Batson comes back to school as a ghost, he sees things he's never seen before.
1: Being dead does have its advantages.
0: We've gotta get over here. You just have to look at them to see if these people mind it. Then again, what do you expect? And it certainly doesn't keep this party animal from the biggest monster hog out of all time. How old are you, anyway? Old enough, stud. I don't want to see you near my daughter again. That innocent little flower is my treasure. I
1: have a wife, anyway. Ah, uh, uh would you sit down please? Uh don't no no would you close the doors? Uh wait a minute. What? What oh, ah! oh, oh. Civilization,
0: as we have known it, came to an end tonight. Nobody in
1: front. Billy, I think the cops are after us.
0: School spirit. This is one ghost that should be busted. School Spirit.
1: And this is a movie that was made for New World Pictures. Hmm. Uh, just to quickly go through some of that history, if you guys and you guys will remember. So uh, when Roger Corman sold the company, he made a deal with the new owners, Harry and the Two Larrys, that he would make movies specifically for them to distribute. And right. he did this through his Millennium Films production company, which he only made a few films with. And around the time of Love Letters, he decides to set up a new production company called New Horizons. And that's the production company he starts going with, though Love Letters still has um, Millennium on its uh copyright notice at the end of the credits is this new horizons or is it concord this is actually new horizons but we'll get to that in just a second so new horizons is his production company that he's making things for however in march of 1985 new world pictures sues roger corman they actually sue him and corman sues right back as you do yeah (laughs) yeah nice <laughs> I will raise you a lawsuit. So what so what what New world is claiming is because he had to take two years and say I won't go into the distribution business. That's what the new new world owners made Corman promise. Mm-hmm. Corman they're, they're saying Corman's about to go into distributing again and he's speaking very ill of us in the public and he's making us look bad and he's making our company look bad. Now at this point, the very last movie that new world had released that Corman made was 84's the warrior and the sorceress. And that was also made through New Horizons and has New Horizons mostly on the posters. But So do we have to talk about that one as a New World Pictures movie or nearly a New, new World. World? The New World did end up distributing it, yes. But that was the last Shit. one. That's 84. So that okay. is... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean... One way or another, Mark, we would talk about it. That's the thing. I, I understand. One way or it's another. Just you know. But yes, that is a, a, a new world proper. But at that point,
0: it just feels like a bottomless coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like endless breadsticks. I yeah, just, no. I'm so full. We I finally <laughs> get. I finally get the sugar,
1: cream, heat balance perfect. <laughs> yeah. And someone comes by and goes, "You want some more?" And before I can answer, fills it up. Right. And, yeah. I'm like, and you're like, "No, no, 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 no." At this point. We started out this podcast with our cups just filled, and we were delighted. And we were waking up. I was holding it. I was holding it like I had a little blanket around me, getting on the back porch, two hands, you know, cradling that cup, blowing on it. Maybe there were marshmallows on it. I don't know. I was just so excited. (laughs) And now it's like they keep pouring it and filling our cups. And we're like, I can't drink any more coffee. My stomach is killing me right yeah. now. My <laughs> stomach
0: hurts. I have an ulcer. Yeah. I'm clenching my right. teeth. I'm right. sweating. I'm
1: clenching my ass because I have to shit so bad. <laughs> because I have just been drinking nothing but coffee for years. And we're not talking about really good shit. We're talking like Folgers. <laughs> just straight up oh. Folgers. Right. Year right. over year. We took Sim7 and we were like, pretty good, actually. Folgers, not so bad. Now we're like, man, I am sick of Folgers. But then
0: occasionally we get a sip of, like, really good coffee. Like, I heard you Mm -hmm. mention Love Letters a little bit ago, Ryan. And we have a sip of, like, delicious like, coffee house, like, house-brewed coffee. And
1: And then sometimes you you get a Sanka, like this movie. It's instant coffee. They just put a scoop in your hot water and give it a stir, and that's what you get. Yeah. We occasionally get some really sweet coffee, like when we got when we watched St. Jack yeah yeah I mean, we've had some, some good very coffee. good films this year so I savored that you know coffee. that was French press coffee I like that <laughs> <laughs> so to get back to how this is working out they, they, The Warrior and the Sorcerer's last movie that they released so it's like a year later at this point in March of 1985 and they trade lawsuits they're saying basically Corman's saying you haven't released any of my movies they're saying you're about to go into distribution Corman's saying well I have to go into distribution you won't release any of my movies right that's what he's basically saying and it's funny that they trade lawsuits right because uh, just a month earlier in February of 1985 in an interview with the Baltimore Sun Corman said Says, I sold New World pictures about a year and a half ago and I'm presently in the process of setting up a new organization called New Horizons. It will be a production distribution company, which will attempt to do what I did in nineteen seventy with New World. If only New World's lawyers got a hold of that, because <laughs> I mean that surely certainly, certainly seems like an intent to break his contract. Yep. That said I don't know what the contract details are exactly, but there you go. It only takes a matter of weeks for them to settle these two lawsuits. And by the end of March, they have settled it. Uh, With Corman now, this is from the LA Times in March 22nd of 1985. With Corman has now set up Concord Picture Corp, an innovative distribution cooperative that release films made by Corman and other producers. A cooperative because he's going to get some of the money from the distributors. They're going to pay like a 15% fee. And that's, anyway, there's a whole thing that he's going to do. And the first ones that they're going to produce are the ones that New World wouldn't release, which is this movie, School Spirit, and also Wheels of Fire. Oh, yeah. And Barbarian Queen, which is a movie that he made with um, one of the actresses from Death Stalker. So Deaths. Talker? Is that what you mean?
0: Oh, Talker. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. The biggest thing that Corman gets outside of also being able to set up his own production company in Concord is this is the moment where he actually gets also the rights to his library. This is a thing that I have had wrong for a long time. I've thought, oh, Corman sold the company and kept his library. He did not immediately keep his library. If you recall, we talked to Donald Borcher's and I talked to him about the fact that Corman kept his library and Borch was very quick to tell me, no, he did not. <laughs> he said, we use that, cor- that library for a bunch. Yeah. It's when he sues in 85 that he gets back hit all of his movies pre-1983 and that he gets the rights to those movies. And they say, whatever, leave, you can get the library back. I don't know the exact terms of the settlement, but I it know sounds that like that's a win. When- that sounds like is, a big, big win. I can't imagine it's more than that because that's a huge get. And not only that, you get to go set up your own production company. And why not? Because New World wasn't going to release this movie. And then just shortly after that, they talk about this movie getting... Uh, this is the first release from Concord. School Spirit, which is uh, getting released in Atlanta. And I saw also an ad for it in Kentucky in April of 1985. Playing in Kentucky at the same at the same movie theater playing next to certain fury from new oh. world pictures <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you could have seen both of those two in april now eight that's where they God, start what a hot
0: night in kentucky <laughs> <laughs> <Woo! laughs>
1: <laughs> he starts slowly rolling that out because it really gets a wider release in october so just so we have this in context in April of 1985, when School Spirit's getting released and playing next to Certain Fury, Certain Fury had already been released, but in April, New World releases Fraternity Vacation mm-hmm. and girls just want to have fun. But if it's 1985 and I'm going to the theater and I've got a choice between School Spirit and Certain Fury, yeah. there's no doubt that I'm going to see School Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's I wouldn't even think twice. would be like, Certain what? Yeah, right. I'm certainly... Going to see School, School Spirit. Spirit. And I'm going to sure. have a furious boner.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. 1985 was your year. It sounds like you peaked that year. <laughs> it was
1: all, it's all right. downhill was, after it was that. It all downhill after yeah. that. Yeah. Just for context, in October 1985, New World released The Boys Next Door. So probably also still going to watch School Spirit. If you Probably. <laughs> probably probably still, still going to do those, that. Yeah. See those two. Yeah.
0: A stupid that didn't partner up. School Spirit with Fraternity Vacation. I feel like that would have been a better, like, pairing. Pairings.
1: Well, they, uh, they weren't They weren't paired. They weren't paired. They were just playing at the same theater. But
0: they you also do,
1: don't want to have a double feature of, like, a comedy and then a not-comedy. You don't? Do wait, you? Wait,
0: wait, which one's not the comedy?
1: School Spirit. It, There's oh. nothing funny no. in this movie. What? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. No, I don't know. Nothing.
0: There's a closet full of stuff. <laughs> You're right. It's gonna fall out on somebody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think it's that scene there's where a you literally
0: in somebody's bed and he wakes up and eats it. Come on. <laughs> he puts his the shirt on literally backwards.
1: that strong. There's literally that sad trombone when mm-hmm. he when the when mm-hmm. the closet falls yeah. on him. Yeah. This yeah. is, by the way, uh, speaking of New World Connections, directed by Alan Holub, who, if we recall. He is the director of Candy Stripe Nurses, which we may, we will be finally talking about on this podcast later this year. But if we recall, when we talked to Alan Holzman, who edited Candy Stripe Nurses, Alan Holub is the director who had that love scene in that movie where the guy, the rock star, is getting seduced by the woman and they are having sex, but he still has his jeans on. And Corman yeah. said, I don't know. I don't know how you have sex. He said when a... When a man has sex, he takes his pants off. <laughs> right, right, right. Typically, typically takes his pants <laughs> and off. And so that is who is in charge of school spirit is Alan Holla, who certainly decided, well, I learned my lesson on not having people naked and candy drive nurses or not enough. So let me turn up the nudity in school spirit, because that is it almost had that whole uh, shower scene felt like straight out of Slumber Party Massacre. Definitely, where we were just sort of like going down the stalls, much right. like the uh, Amy Holden Jones did in that movie. Yeah. But getting back to Fraternity Vacation, I actually, I'm curious what you think, Mark, because I, when we were watching this, I told Eric, I was like, I mean, look, School Spirit is a big time like 1980s, you know, boob fest and this movie horny it, comedy, it, it, it is the 1980s, but like. <laughs> Isn't that what Fraternity Vacation was too? I mean, is this that wildly different? This is the movie that the 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 new owners of New World were like, ugh, I don't want to put this out. But, but like, fraternity they vacation- put out Fraternity Vacation. Is that like that much better? Yes, I, I mean, Fraternity Vacation at least had some uh, some semblance of a plot. Uh, <laughs> it, it it you like it was trying to go somewhere. Like this movie, you're like, I don't. I mean, I guess he's – I mean, for for the the, the people who are listening to this who haven't watched School Spirit, and I don't blame you for not having watched this. (laughs) The plot of this movie is literally one man's quest to get a condom and then dying but still trying to make good because he did get the condom before he died. So he's like, I can't waste this. Right. That's basically the plot of this movie. There's a scene where he gets that condom where he's at the at the he goes into like a nightclub or a bar Mm -hmm. and goes to one of those like machines machines. they have vending machines in the bathroom. And there is a scene where he's like finding these weird condoms. Mm -hmm. However, the camera's in the back of the room, like in the other side of the room, and he's on the other side. So and it's all in one big long shot and it's dark. I mean, and at you least can't really tell what you can't doing. tell what he's doing. So he's pulling something out and looking at it, and it's tossing it over his shoulder, which is, I'm sure they all thought, this is hilarious. However, I'm sitting there going, I can't see whatever he's doing. I have no clue what this bit is. And why wouldn't you just push in on it? Why are we so far back? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense.
0: Guy stuff, you know? Just hilarity. <laughs> just hilarity, guy stuff. We don't want to give away the secrets of how guys... By condoms, I guess. Big secret.
1: Uh, also, the guy playing our main character, Billy Batson, by the way, the name of the kid that turns into Shazam, just so you know. Um, that is Tom Nolan, who also had played a role in uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. He was one of Judge Reinhold's bosses in one of the fast food places that he works That at. Tracks, that makes a lot more sense because he's of the age of being someone's boss more than he right. is a college he's- student. 35 when he makes this movie, I believe. Somewhere around there. And while this is in college, it's like, Are you are you on to your doctorate, my dude? Like yeah. how long have you been it yeah. And while I will give him all the credit in the world, he's taking care of himself, he's in good shape. Great shape. He moisturizes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's no it is not lost that he's in his mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yo, no, you see him, and you're like, oh yeah, this guy is way too old for this. Yeah. He's been around for too long, which somewhat kind of works for his character because he's been along there a long time, and he has a reputation on campus. Which it's a funny thing because Erica did turn to me and say, "Is this?" Is this high school or college? Because it has totally. so many, like everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. He's trying to sleep with Judith Hightower, who's like this big, you know, kind of snooty and smart lady. And, and other girls on campus are like, ugh, her. You don't know that many people that well when yeah. you go to college. College yeah. is huge. You don't, it's not like everybody has a reputation. And Billy Batson has such a huge reputation. That even the president of the university is like, oh, my God, this guy. Yeah.
0: The president uh, of the
1: university re- re- refers to him by name at least right. 135 times in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Of course, played by Larry Linville, who we generations know him from M.A.S.H., of course. Yes, of course. Um, every, everyone knows that. Everyone. Who uh, is trying his best to... I mean, he's definitely the best trained actor in this movie, and is sure. doing his best to bring comedy into the role. Um, mm-hmm. You know, playing the annoyed principal who is overly protective of his party-hard <laughs> daughter. Who <laughs> You said principal. That's the thing. It's He's the president of the university, but it feels so much like a high school film. I feel film. like, yeah. you know, president, principal, those two words. Right, the, it, <laughs> I, right, right. The only difference between those two positions is the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is that's that's absolutely fair. Another new world uh, link in this movie is Roberta Collins speaking of the uh, president of the university because she plays the president's wife. And literally, if you turn your head to the side approximately three times, you will miss Roberta Collins in this movie because she drunkenly shows up at the house when they're outside, right? at their house and then sort of strolls in and goes inside immediately. Yeah. You get no close up of her. And then fast forward to them actually waiting for this big ceremony where they think the, uh, the, the woman who's a descendant of the university's founder is going to announce all this money she's giving them. And she's shown up there and she's a little drunk. Yep. And then she ends up hooking up with Billy Batson's dead uncle pinky, who to your point earlier, Mark, Shows up and starts talking like he's uh, George Burns in eighteen again with a cigar in his mouth. Here's the and funny the thing about ghosts, and just he's mm-hmm. hamming it up, yeah. Because in this movie, you can not just be a ghost; you can also turn back to being a actual human as long as you just do this. You just, just wave your hand on just top wave your of hand your hand over your head, and you can disappear and, and be all a, a ghost, sudden, and then you're human again. And you get like a twenty four hour reprieve to. Finish mm-hmm. up to you know, finish up some old uh, uh, maybe a movie you rented, you want to return it, not get a late fee on it, you can do that. You have to appropriate time for that. to the 80s if you want to balance your checkbook, you can take care of that. So, if there's dry cleaning the that 80s. needs to be picked up, you can pick up your dry cleaning. Um, so I mean, there's a the car, you can tie dye Ste- a shirt, steal a car, tie dye a shirt, you <laughs> totally could, you totally could, you could You could go down a slip and slide if you wanted to, right? Yeah
0: right put a minor on your shoulders so that minor can pick weed right yeah right right you could right is she Just... a
1: minor though In
0: that i i don't know that's the
1: thing I, nobody looks young in this movie so there's one character that's supposed to be younger who's the the daughter of the president of the university also who is from uh friday the 13th part two she is she is. Uh, by the way, R- Roberta Collins. We already talked about her earlier. She was briefly in Sweet Kill, uh, his 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 prized uh, escort, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, she was also in uh, The Big Doll House and Women in Cages. So we've talked about a few of her films already that was released through New World. So and that is Marta Kober, who is from uh, From Thrashin' part, part Two. two. Yeah. but yeah, she is she like underage because yeah. while she doesn't get naked, they are definitely showing. Uh, they're showing her her boobs as, as much as they can underneath those shirts. But
0: they're showing her boobs as much as they can under that shirt. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that all the time. Then, <laughs> to be fair, that I'm well, showing my boobs all I can right now under my shirt. So you know,
1: <laughs> by that logic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. You know what I mean. Not really. I mean...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I turned my head and I missed it. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Man, Roberta Collins would know what I'm talking about. (laughs) God, wish she was in this movie more and we could talk about it, but damn it, she's not. Let's just uh, go ahead and do our uh, letterbox synopsis. What is your letterbox synopsis? You got to make one up for School Spirit. Mark, what's the letterbox synopsis for School Spirit? If you're driving and... (laughs) That's how you that's how you start. Sure. If you're driving <laughs> and you drop yeah. a condom or something else that you'd like on the mm-hmm. floor of your car. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You you can wait until you get to a red light to pick it up. You don't have to get I mean, you don't have to get it while the car is moving. Um we this movie demonstrates that. And just like uh uh, defending your life de- demonstrates that. I was this about to say have everything done. There was a thing in the 80s where people were desperate to pick up whatever was dropped on the car on the car floor immediately.
0: Oh no. Mar. This is your letterbox?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> it's a long letterbox. It's multiple <laughs> paragraphs. This is not a synopsis, it's just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> This is weird. They're getting getting weirder. I don't know if I want to watch this or not. Erica, what's your letterbox synopsis?
0: It's Hog Day, and one college kid proves he'll do what it takes to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To me, I thought this
1: letterbox synopsis for this is, it's very tough for stoop bands to get a lot of attention. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah it that is. is
0: so true yeah yeah, yeah.
1: but he had uh, the bass player at the very least had a little practice amp somewhere and i don't know how he plugged that somewhere. thing in but Hidden,
0: pretty away, well done
1: for a little stoop band yeah. their ability to pack up move locations set up in a living room and just hit the ground running with their next hit is admirable <laughs> But that, no was sound the, check. that was the other just band Just get going. That was the other band. That was the band that actually was hired. Oh, you're talking about That was just, the actual band yeah, hired for Hog Day, for the yeah, Hog Day celebration. You're right. The Stoop band did not get that invite. They should no. they were there to 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 deliver a favor and try to set the mood for Billy when he was trying to, to uh romance Hightower, but that that's all they were ever used for. Yeah. He didn't hire him for Hog Day. He was oh. like, no, I got a real band for Hog Day. One one guy's got like just a little patch of hair on his head. I mean, I'm he's that's a real band.
0: <laughs> that the Stoop band was only there for Pork Day, <laughs> <coughs> right? They were fair. not there for Hog.
1: And the band that plays at Hog Day was it was appropriate because they were at least Billy Batson's age, if yeah. not much older. <laughs> oh no, they were older. They were they, they were, were older. They were in their forties, but like yes, he met them when he was a freshman. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, 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 and they were they were on their second PhD, about to graduate. But the Stoop Band, when they came into the apartment to party, introduced one of my favorite, like, sort of movie tropes, where someone comes in with a six pack of beer and right. starts passing it yeah. out, and everyone's like, "Yeah, give me one of those." And I'm like, "What are you gonna do after it's, you finish that it's one? Not gonna one last beer?
0: long. Not gonna last long." <laughs> And that person just turned out to be the tallest, lankiest guy yep. mm-hmm. with the tiniest shorts—tiny, like yeah. micro shorts. Yeah, I mean, if I could wear them, I would.
1: You wear micro shorts? I would do it. If I, if I had that physique, I'd I'd rock <laughs> them every day. Micro to shorts that, all the time. To that point, though, Mark, that's uh, that is a strategy that we that you do see a lot in those movies. And you always see him as that guy. It's always that guy coming in like, yeah, man, let's party. Yeah. And he's got a six pack, hands them out to everybody. And everyone's like, that guy is cool. Right. But he actually only brought his six pack. And right. his thought was, I'll get it started and I'll have to just buy this one six pack. But then everybody else will get all of the rest of the beer. I mean, right. I came in
0: and handed Prepared. people
1: beers. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else will actually go get the actual beers that I will drink all night. God, it's, it's actually like, smart. genius.
0: It's actually it's, genius. It's pretty smart.
1: Yeah. It's like you all went out to dinner and he's like, don't worry, I'll get the appetizers. Right. But right. you yeah. cover the main course. Right. As, yeah. No, it's as if you go into the restaurant and sat down. He's like, these appetizers are on me. And they just serve them to you. You're like, how awesome. No, but no, like, no. He has this a... one plate of right. mozzarella sticks. Right. One exactly. plate. <laughs> Everyone yeah. take one. And everyone's like, Dope. Oh wow, we got this right off the bat, but he but does not he offer to pay the rest of the bill. No. as
0: long as you manage your exit plan. Yes, like yes, before the bills due, or like before the parties get like starts right. to before wind down, yeah, yeah. Out, you're out. Then you're always then you're the hero. everyone's
1: like, what a cool guy that guy! Guy yeah. came in here and started the party off. That's right, kicking in the gear. That's really and
0: smart. he does that more than once because when they jump out of that van and they're all carrying like trays of food to somewhere. Yeah, he's part of that yeah. as well jumps out. It's got a tray of food
1: because they're setting up Hog Day. They're setting well, up he, hog, like he, he has he's, no problem carrying stuff. He's just not going to pay for it. No, right, yeah. right. He's always five. This would work, but in t- twenty twenty three, someone's going to send you a Venmo and be like, "Dude, you owe me thirty five dollars right. on no, you dinner. You should pay me. You should pay me for this. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to get just just because you Irish goodbye. <laughs> it doesn't mean you got out of the bill. <laughs> right. unless your friends are really lazy or or just not that smart they're like well I guess we gotta pay there's no way we can get him now what are we gonna do (laughs) try to call him that's a whole ordeal that's 85 that's 85 logic right you're talking about this movie isn't funny but there is a good scene of physical comedy and that is there (laughs) is yeah when uh, one of our characters in this movie um, oh, do we own them? Why are they our characters? Yeah. Are we responsible yeah, for them? They're, they're ours now, Mark. We, I, did, I didn't tell you guys this, but I bought School Spirit. It's ours now. I bought the school. I bought all of it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you, you get, yep. You got to take care of it. It's yeah. our movie. <laughs> yeah, take that, Vandergate Syndrome. They're like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. The, uh, the uptight student, Greg, who eventually becomes... Uh, the Hogmeister. What is it? The The Hogmeister. Yeah, he becomes the Hogmeister at the end. Which I don't think is a word. Well, it is at this school, which is now, Hog Day is now a school holiday. Yes. uh, And there's always a party. By the end of the movie. Um, Paid for by the school. But when he tries, he's trying to hit on Hightower and he's getting all these snacks out of the vending machines Mm -hmm. and he's pouring them on himself. He does a bit where he takes the yogurt and he gets a yogurt out second because he flicks the chili on another guy and he gets this yogurt out and he's moving his hand up which clearly he's doing himself but it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. billy is invisible and moving his hand and he goes oh no and he pours the the yogurt on himself but i was like that actually looked really good it looked like somebody was moving the guy's arm by the way the guy who plays greg is nick seagal he's george seagal's nephew the actor george seagal who's george seagal does that mean he's Steven Seagal's cousin?
0: Yeah, I don't know who George. I don't no, know.
1: no, George Seagal, a guy who was in um, "Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf." Um, he was in uh, more recently. He just passed away a couple of years ago. He was in the Goldbergs. Uh, Steven Seagal was in the Goldbergs. <laughs> what does he
0: look like? I need to. See. I never watched
1: the Goldbergs, but I need to watch that movie or that TV show. Is
0: that a movie? Oh. Is it a TV
1: show? What are these shows? The Goldberg looks, is a TV show. Yes. Mm,
0: got it. He looks familiar. I don't know him from the Goldbergs either. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's, he was in, uh, look who's talking. He was oh, in, okay. He was in 2012. Oh. Was he in Eastern Promises? <laughs> he did a lot of TV shows. So that's why I'm trying to like, he was not Vigo Mortison. It's not Vigo. <laughs> Because then Erica would know. She'd be like, that's oh, right. yeah, I got it. That's he was in right. Just yeah. Shoot Me. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that got Mark. Okay, not-
0: Now you've got Mark. No,
1: not got Erica at, yet.
0: No, you got me at 2012.
1: Oh, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay good. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> and the cable guy. flirting with you disaster. You just started with the cable guy.
1: flirting with disaster as well is really good. I've
0: never good seen that. Okay, well,
1: anyway, that's George Segal, and this is his nephew, and he did some physical comedy is what I'm saying. And it was not bad. I'm not saying I laughed out loud, but I was like, that looked pretty good. Good job. And he would also go on, uh, Nick Seagal, he would go on The Chopping Mall and a couple other movies uh, for Corman's Next Company.
0: I felt bad for his character the whole time. Me too. I felt so bad for him because he takes the abuse so well. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, Billy is in ghost form. And he's tying the shoes together. He's making him pour yogurt on his head. He's unzipping his fly. He's pulling his tie through his fly. And he's just like, whoops. Uh-oh. Like to Hightower, he's just like, he just sort of goes with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I guess I need to go home and change. He takes it so well. And then later when he goes to the Hog Day party, and they essentially just throw him down this slide with, I guess, oil on it or baby lube? oil or lube or yeah, something and he's now covered in this oil he's just kind of like oh, okay like he handles it all yeah, so down, well. right. and then when hightower later at that party is getting hit on he stands up for her right i'm like this guy he's actually not a bad dude he's not
1: a bad dude he's
0: a nicer dude than belly
1: yeah and she eventually well, goes I, you know, everybody I'll, is uh, yeah, yes, Billy is the worst. Okay, yes. no, we're supposed
0: to be like, oh, Billy, but he is the worst. He's the worst. He's the yeah, worst. Yeah, no, he sucks. Ugh.
1: he the, the, He's like, I have to get laid with this one girl before I have to go, before I die. And then he happens to find a really cool girl who just happens to enter the movie from France. And he's like he gets hurt too. I'm like, yeah. why? This guy's awful. He's such He's a jerk. The worst. Yeah. Uh, he even could have gotten Ursula, who is also a very cool character, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, uh, Marta Kober from Friday the 13th. She, uh, she enters the movie like, midway through the film. Yeah. And then becomes a prominent part yes. of the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, like Billy's uh roommate, and his roommate's girlfriend, or, your or possible girlfriend, girlfriend by the end of the movie, but, they play a big part in the beginning and then disappear until the end, and then they wrap up their story. And in between, Ursula comes in and becomes a huge part, and becomes like basically Billy's sidekick. Yeah, yeah. But also, the last twenty minutes of this movie <clears throat> are almost like it's just one giant musical montage. Yeah, yeah. With the with not the Stoop Band, but with the other hired band right. playing Correct. in two Fondé different locations. Uh-huh. I will band. say.
0: A the Gleaming comedy. Spires
1: is the band by the way. The Gleaming Spires. That's the it's a real band from the early to mid 80s. So were those original songs that they were singing? They had had a new album out at that time. So yeah, those, those songs are their songs. Yes. This is a dedication. Okay. I will say another good piece of physical comedy is when Grimshaw, after he goes down the lube slide and then slips off his chair.
0: It, yeah.
1: it Because he's sitting on a plastic chair on the stage mm-hmm. when he goes yes. back to. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, Yeah. I, I was yeah, like, yeah, that's that true. Looked, it looked like he really slipped <laughs> off that chair. That's like, true. If he sold that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at yeah, his that's age, a good point. That could hurt. Which I mean, I say that. I say that because he's probably two years younger than me when he shot that movie, <laughs> <laughs> but, at, but <laughs> at the time. But <laughs> you look at it, you're like, God, he's so old. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, only in his mid forties. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh god! The fall risk. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, yes, the- <laughs> the fall risk. Yeah. He also didn't it-
0: risk a hard fall in mid forties. You may not recover from that. Exactly.
1: That's why when he is supposed to slide down the uh, wall at the tail end of the movie as he's sipping uh, vodka, he grabs the oven and holds on to it to help his descent to the floor. Yes, he does. Very smart. Protect that spine, my friend. And coccyx. You want to protect your coccyx. (laughs) Yeah, because that is a lifelong injury. Uh Erica's Uh got that injury to deal with. I'm Speaking of the Gleaming Spires, the bass player from the Gleaming Spires, which is the big band in this, and their dedication.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bass player would go on to play with the Sparks, and then he would go on to become a screenwriter, writing the scripts for the Van Damme movie, uh, the 1993 movie, Nowhere to Run. Ooh. The Stallone movie, Daylight. Dante's Peak with oh. Linda Hamilton. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Taken, the 2002 no. TV miniseries. Oh. Nice. <laughs> oh. But also, House 3. Really? Yes. What? He wrote House 3 plus Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Child. But House mm. 3. <laughs> he
0: wrote House 3. Wow. Wow. Good I mean, for him. had me at Dante's Peak, but wow, <laughs> <laughs> to end on house three. Am you know? I supposed
1: to know what Spark is, though? The Sparks, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just uh, like they're like an '80s band, and uh, Edgar Wright did a more, did a documentary about the band more recently. Yeah, they're just they're okay. like a two man '80s band, or actually, I think they're pretty much still around.
0: They both look amazing. Like that mustache?
1: Yeah, one guy has the like little, like kind of Hitlery mustache.
0: The chaplain, come on. No one describes it as the Hitlery.
1: Yes, the chaplain.
0: <laughs> no one asks for the Hitlery when they're going to.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not bad, right? Yeah, not bad at all. You've heard of them. You've heard some of the. We're we're maybe not hitting the track that you might be more familiar with, but you know the Sparks. Sure, you've seen them. You just didn't listen to them. They weren't goth enough. No, (laughs) no, they definitely weren't. But but the point is, House Three, House
0: House Three, that
1: is important.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's the
1: important thing. From the this band came the writer of House Three. Unbelievable.
0: That's wild. I wish I was that talented. Just be like a musician, a writer, and just look cool in a mustache, but psh, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> just a lady in a mustache is only good at making fun of movies. Ha oh, rump. <laughs> just trying to show off your movies behind your shirt. I'm doing my best. I'm showing them off to the best I can underneath my shirt. I also have a favorite some of the dialogue too I will say one of my favorite scenes some of the dialogue most of the dialogue is ridiculous yeah but some of the dialogue is quite funny including one scene where Billy has died or I guess he's in a coma he's been in this mm-hmm. car accident he's in a coma now he's at the hospital and the two nurses are in there and oh yes of course okay Billy's covered but they're lifting up the blanket and they're looking at him I never saw anyone brain dead with a heart on I guess you never met my boyfriend. So (laughs) It's not bad. It's not bad.
1: It's not bad.
0: (laughs) Not bad. Comedy gold.
1: There are a couple lines here and there that I think are sort of funny. And I admit that despite the fact that he's so old, the guy playing Billy Batson is doing everything he can. By the end of the movie, I'm like, this is a character he should have played 10 years ago. And he's doing everything he can to try to like have the youthful energy required to play this guy. And he's, has to play a complete jerk and yet still try to charm everyone. And that's not always easy to do. You nope. Know? It isn't Ryan. It really isn't. And, um, th- this is not, uh, the highest comedy of screenplays because it is written by Jeffrey bear and he would go on to write campus man was his next movie.
0: And kind then, of a one-trick
1: pony, there, huh? And, <laughs> and, and, and then corporate affairs, which is another movie for um, Corman and Concord Pictures. So he kind of had a thing; he had a moment, yeah. you know.
0: That was his thing. Yeah, but let me ask you this: Do you are you charmed by the character at the end of it? Like, are you charmed by Billy at the end? Are you like, oh, him?
1: I'm not charmed by the character. I think I was somewhat charmed by the effort that that actor, by the end, when you see the amount of stuff that guy is doing and you're like, this is a lot. And it's not, I don't, I'm not won over by the character, but I was won over by this guy trying to pull all this off. You know um, the actor himself, Tom Nolan. I was like, he's doing a lot. He's doing his best with what he's got here, which is not great. This is a tough thing because a lot of the heroes of the '80s movies, especially these kind of comedies, these boner comedies, these guys are kind of assholes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. again, going back to Fraternity Vacation, when you have Tim yeah. Robbins, and you know, but when you have you know gr- great actors, you're you're a little bit more like, oh, well, that's all right. I mean, you're you're a little bit more forgiving. This guy, I think, was doing his absolute best, and I think we can agree that this script is maybe not even quite up to the level of Fraternity Vacation. Right. though it has a lot of the same elements, a lot having the angry, the angry chief of police. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: His daughter is in the mix and he's trying to protect her. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this, of similar type things. And you know, some stupid hijinks, which are really dumb. A lot of like spying on women and trying to get laid and doing everything. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of the same touchstones. That's why a little bit where I was like, okay, like school spirit is what it is. At the same time, and I and I read a lot of the reviews on Letterboxd, which were vicious. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what you were thinking, though. You know, for me coming into this movie, I this lived up to exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Like I was like, Yeah, this is fun. I mean, it's it's Corman produced. It's a movie where a guys desperately trying to get laid, even though he's just recently died, and there's stupid, dumb ghost hijinks where he like gives Where he doesn't take, as you said in the beginning, he's not taking women's towels off. He's actually handing them to them. And it's just, and it's really like, it wasn't a surprise. I didn't feel like, oh man, what? Because it was exactly what I thought this movie was going to be. It didn't really surprise me, you know? I think what probably surprised me the most is watching it on Plex, how many commercials I had to sit through. (laughs) Mm, That was surprising. Mm.
0: What were the commercials for? Were you being targeted? Uh, Were they for, like, vitamins and...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like, Like yeah.
0: Have you hurt Uh your coccyx? (laughs) No, it was really
1: focused. Uh, There's a real It was all for,
0: like, hymns, and it was all, like, (laughs) targeted towards... (laughs) They're like, oh, he watched School Spirit. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: No, they didn't do a good enough job of that. It was mostly uh, uh, pictures from the Department of National Resources telling you to wear a life vest when you're out on the water. Uh, And then... (laughs) (laughs) Commercials about uh, Tide Pods and how they can work just as well in cold water as the bargain detergent does in hot water. Yes, they're way more
0: delicious than the bargain detergent. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So chewy and yummy. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Mm. 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 My mouth is so clean. Yeah. (laughs) Yum.
1: (laughs) I eat one of these every
0: single night. It actually doesn't use as much water as you think. <laughs> I wash it down with hot water or cold. Doesn't matter. Works with both. I didn't know what to expect with school spirit. I was unfamiliar with it. I did not look at anything in advance. I didn't read. I sometimes like to go and look and see like the rotten tomato score or something like that. I didn't. I think I was <laughs> pleasant both pleasantly surprised and disappointed. Because for me, it was just missing a little bit of charm. Yeah. I think I could have, the Batsons were just a little too cringy and creepy for me. Mm -hmm. And I think had it been a thing where Billy was not able to get the girl, like he was a very handsome guy. And like, we already (laughs) mentioned like he's handsome, he's fit, but it seemed like, the character, when they would refer to him, was like, Oh, yeah, Billy. Oh, which girl is he with now? Like the downstairs neighbor who was right. their female friend is like, Oh, who does he have up there now? Right, right. So it made right. it seem like he doesn't have a problem getting the ladies. Correct. He just wanted this one unattainable girl. Because she would, yeah, because she
1: was Tower. unattainable. Because he couldn't,
0: yeah. But he, he wasn't, it just. I don't know. There wasn't enough charm to it. I mean, he tries to do the, like, oh, I squirted water on your blouse. So, no, your blouse is wet. Like, come back to my place and I'll get get you a different shirt or you can let it dry at my place. Like, that, I guess, would have been arguably the most charming never, thing.
1: It never worked for me.
0: But, yeah. But then the... God, um, Mark the tried ankle. that trick
1: so... Many times. Uh, I mean, most of the time it was radiator fluid that I would spray on them. But
0: <laughs> you were soaking T-shirts with gasoline. You just soaked them. Go back to my place. Hot just oil. Buy- <laughs> just, stay, just stay away from my incense because, boy, your shirt is flammable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget to wear a life jacket when you're out on the water. Just FYI, it's important stuff. <laughs> but I think then the uncle it's comes, and the uncle is just a problem from the jump. Yeah, he's just a creep from the jump. There's nothing charming about him. So you know, you'd reference like 18 again. Yeah, There's nothing right. cute or like, oh, he's like a little charming old man. He's silly. He was just a cretin from like minute one. I had a lot of problems with him and. I think my biggest problem was that he said he passed away when Billy was four. And I'm like, how do you know Billy so well? <laughs> right, if right. You died been arguably like him. 11 years ago or 12 years ago. <laughs> Like, right. I don't know, maybe more thirteen years ago. I right. don't know. You guys do the math on Wait, that would make him
1: seventeen. All He's right. thirty five. Well, crunch the damn
0: numbers, Mark. <laughs> How old was he? <laughs> he would that would be thirty-one years ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. He died 31 years but ago. But I but I think, yeah, to, to that point though, I think I maybe I'm making too much out of um fraternity vacation. 18 again was still released by New, the second ownership group of New World Pictures. So they were like, ugh no way are we doing school spirit, but they are going, yeah, 18 again. And compare this to 18 again. I mean, yeah, but 18 again had the undeniable charm of Charlie Schlatter. (laughs) Right. It it did have George Burns. And I know that he was, yeah. (laughs) Who? No, I'm talking about comedy legends, Ryan.
0: (laughs) But at that time though, like George Burns could have come out and like picked up a kitten and and like punted it across the stage, and people would have been like, "He's so cute!" Oh, that oh, guy—he could do anything. Look at the way he footballed that kitten. You know, like nobody—they just—you know—they just, you know, it was you just make mobile. a wry
1: comment about it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand that that's a different draw. I just think it's still there's still a lot of those same flavors. They weren't above putting out a movie like this. They just didn't want to put out this one. Is essentially my point. You know, they—they they, it needed a little extra to it for them to be able to put it out, but they put out movies very much like this. And, you know, because it was, I think a Corman produced comedy, I think it was another, I just sort of knew like, yeah, this is, and it's Alan Hollab who had, who had done Candy Stripe Nurses. I was like, this is, we're not putting together our strongest comedy teams to, to put this movie out. I have a good feeling. I know that this is gonna be pretty corny and, you know, pretty ridiculous and mostly about getting women out of their shirts or doing their best to show what's underneath the shirt. Right. One or the other.
0: Unless it's a pool party, and then all bets are off. <laughs> Once they get to that pool party at the end, yeah. on Hog Day, forget it. No shirts were working overtime in that. <laughs> Which is a real...
1: I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I went to the coolest parties in the 80s, but everyone kept their bathing suits but on. But you're not. The ones that I went to. Not going to say it. <laughs> but Ryan, um, you know, every, your... your hypothesis, or you're, you know, asking questions about why would they release this? Why would the new management not release this, but release fraternity vacation and all of this? It's, it's well-founded, but maybe just maybe the new management was just fucking with him. And was True. Like, oh, for sure. I for sure. just don't want to put this out because I don't want to. I think the reason, I think the reason they weren't putting this out is because his movies were not making tons of money. We've talked about the movies that he did, basically, for the new ownership group, which we already went through them all. Uh, so go back and check out these episodes. We talked about Space Raiders. We Oof. talked about Love Letters. Mm-hmm. We talked about Death's Talker. And speaking of another boner comedy, Screwballs. So they put out Screwballs. So I think then they did Warrior and the Sorceress. And they were like, these movies are not making us a lot of money. At that point, point, they were satisfied to just put out all these movies that they just picked up from various places, like Cover Girl and Wavelength and all these other movies that we've covered, where they they've just started putting out a bunch of stuff that was just from everywhere. And they were like, these Corman movies aren't cutting it. And they just stopped putting out anything from Corman because they wanted to start making their own movies. And we're talking eighty five. 485, they're starting to put out their own stuff. They're putting out Angel, and they're putting out Children of the Corn, and they're putting out stuff that is doing well. And so they're like, well, why put out Corman stuff? Our stuff is hidden. I think that probably has more to do with it. Yeah. Well, I guess we solved this mystery. (laughs) Well, we did it. We did it. Solved it. We solved it. Mark, do you have a favorite scene? Erica had hers. What was your favorite scene? I'm going to say every scene... Where the the actors from Friday Thirteenth Part Two, the the end of the movie, she is she's dancing. Ursula is dancing for a solid fifteen minutes of the movie, she and is. she is committing hard mm-hmm. to those dances. Mm-hmm. And knowing that she's not hearing any, not hearing that song, and she is just putting her whole whole self into the, each one of those dance True. scenes. I was True. like, you committed to this. You were like, oh, you want me to dance? Oh, shit. I'll, I got something to show you then. I, I enjoyed that. Every mm-hmm. time they cut back to her. And I mean, there would be crowd scenes where you'd see the band. And she you could see her behind the band, still yeah. like dancing her ass off. I'm like good for you you were going for it she was yeah. yeah she was committed also
0: at the party at the at her house there is a guy who's wearing like a fedora and a big like oversized tie and like um suspenders so yep. Who is also going for it he like he's in the background of, of the scenes and mm-hmm. he's just like i don't know he's just an extra but if he's like distracting he's really <laughs> into it and his outfit is crazy it makes no sense it's
1: wonderful there is a guy in 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 this two scenes here there's because there's a guy in the background that i saw the second we watched this twice so i watched this guy in the background and the one of the class scenes who looks like a mix of Kenny Rogers and Kenny Loggins and he's with a mustache. And he's wearing like a hog day shirt and like sunglasses. And he's in the back. I caught him towards the tail end. The, the bell rings and he gets up and I'm like, that guy speaking of Billy Batson, looking old that dude, <laughs> what, who is that? How is he in this class? And I, I think this is with the class when Hightower and, and Greg are like really you know, trying to talk up the teacher and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. answer all the questions, but he's in the back of the class. And I'm like, that guy is old. He arguably looks older than the guy playing the teacher in this scene. (laughs) And then I, I don't know for sure, but I swear he also then comes in when they're trying to pick up the girl at the airport. Who's oh, right the descendant of, mm-hmm. of the school? I'm forgetting her name.
0: It's like Matilda Eloise or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Monte Bleu or whatever. Which well, is so funny. Oh, they, Madeline, Madeline. Madeline. They, so, go like, the oh, they go to the airport. They go to the airport with with no picture, no like, like there's right. nothing that they're going on except she's on this right. plane. Which so, I could... All that her
0: name sounds old. Yeah. Yes,
1: right. <laughs> but they, yeah, they show up with no information, which, yeah. you know, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have any of that stuff, but you do think they would probably have a little bit more information. Exactly. So the, then in this scene, which is probably the, my favorite, uh, will be my favorite... Because then they think this old lady is the one. They they shove her into a, a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And then two people come in and they're like, Grandma, thank you so much. And the guy gives them a dollar. And I swear, that guy giving the dollar is the same guy who play, who is the Kenny Loggins dude in the back of the class. It might be. I, might I, be. It probably is. Small town. It's probably small town is. They're in. Yeah. And then the two of them, uh, the president and Hightower, are watching this happen. And behind them comes Madeline. And she's like, Hi, you must be from the university. They have their backs to her. Yeah. How do they look? Conversely, they don't know what she looks like. How do they she know who they are? There's yeah. nothing distinguishing them. They're not wearing anything from the school. They're not wearing any sort of clothing or anything to dis- distinguish them for the school. But it's just supposed to set up the end of the joke which is this like whack work, whack whack. <laughs> <laughs> it yep. is so bad. It is <laughs> I mean, these are the mysteries that we won't solve in this episode. (laughs) We can't, we can't. I'm glad we even tried because I don't think anyone (laughs) has even bothered to think this much about this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this movie, this episode is us overthinking it. Yeah. At every angle. People put this movie on, they did what Erica did the first time through, they fell asleep, they woke up at the end, and then they got on their letterbox and were like, F! (laughs) Moving on! (laughs) (laughs) we we talked about it school spirit we solved some mysteries we solved some mysteries Mm -hmm. we figured out some stuff we maybe liked some parts of this movie on our new world pictures letterbox account give us a follow i will have to give this a glowing review
0: just to to throw everything off just to throw the rating off just because people are like what just go look It's easy boobies. It's working hard boobies under the shirt. It's 90 minutes. Yes. And you get some man buns. You do get some man buns. Mm -hmm. You You get a little Billy Batson's butt. Yeah. For sure. It's a nice butt.
1: I'm uncomfortable now. (laughs) Nice butt, Tom Nolan. Good job, buddy. (laughs) Most people's
0: butts are working hard under them jeans. (laughs) Working real hard. They were working real hard to show off those butt the rest of the movie underneath those
1: clothes. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This has been School Spirit. Another part of our August, we have plenty of other good ghost movies coming up. So please check out, check out the rest of the month. You're going to have a good time. If you want to listen to any of our other past episodes, including some of the uh, the movies we've mentioned in this episode, go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can get all of our episodes there. You can get uh, some articles there to read. You can get t-shirts. You can find all of our information there on our website. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.